guys, welcome back to the show. I am so, so, so excited because today's guest is Kaylee Anello, and she is a human design expert. She's also a nutritional therapy practitioner. So I'm really excited to get into everything human design and how it relates to starting a business, making money, and really just being overall more effective, more successful, more happy in your life. So Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Amy. I am so excited to get into this. So before we get into like the actual content all about human design, I'm just going to ask you a couple really tough questions. They're they're oh. more just like getting to know you questions, so don't overthink them. They're really easy. Okay, first of all, who is your favorite Real Housewife and why? Oh my gosh, you're going to be mad. I don't watch. I'm so sorry. I it's okay. <laughs> you're actually the second guest who has said that. Oh, and I'm like, dang it, you guys. So hopefully maybe once the podcast gets more, like I have more um, guests, they'll know ahead of time that like. You should just catch up. <laughs> yeah, just pick a name. There's probably one named that. Jessica. <laughs> yeah, Good. perfect. Um, okay. What is your favorite food to get delivered? Oh my gosh, pizza. Definitely. Always pizza. <laughs> Always. Um, favorite current healthy obsession? Like what are you obsessed with right now? Oh my gosh. Honestly, reading books on psychology. I'm like a huge psych nerd. It's actually what I majored in in college. So I've been really getting back into that. And I've really been loving Alexander Lowen's books. What is the name of the one that you're into? So I'm reading a book called Fear of Life which is essentially how fear holds us back and how it shows up as tension in the body in different areas and how like our upbringing contributes. It's super heavy, <laughs> but it's so good. I'm, I'm such a nerd for like the psych and everything like that because I just think it always is relevant. So I've really been into that. Oh my God, that sounds fascinating. And I bet actually my audience would be really into that. So you guys, I'll link to that book in the show notes because I know that everybody listening to that is going to want to read it. So, and then lastly, what is your favorite way to practice or cultivate self-worth? Oh my gosh, honestly, a lot of journaling and just like getting all the mind clutter out onto paper. If I'm ever doubting myself or I'm trying to like get to the next step in my business, I really just have to journal it out and just clear it all out of my head because otherwise it just like you constantly ruminate over it and you waste so much time and energy. So just getting it out on paper, honestly, has been huge. 100%. Do you follow any sort of like journaling prompts or do you do more like just what is it called? Are you familiar with morning pages where you just like let it I've out? I've been doing that for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. I really liked that. Um, lately, honestly, I've been like focusing on, we'll get into open centers and human design, but I've been doing a lot of journaling around open centers and like the themes of the centers in an attempt to like clear out. So what I was saying, like the ideas of like the low self-worth, I have an open head center. And so we can take on a lot of conditioning in our minds when you have that center open. So I've just been trying to work with that and just free write and let all of it out. So I really loved focusing on my open centers and journaling. It's been really interesting process. Oh my gosh, that is fascinating. Well, I'm really excited to get into the rest of today's content because if you guys are like, what is she talking about? What is an open center? We will get into that. So... First, let's just start off. If you're new to human design, Kaylee, can you just kind of give like a brief overview of what human design is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's actually a combination of a number of different systems that are ancient and that 
our ancestors used all the time. It just kind of got to be taboo in modern culture, but I feel like it's having a resurgence. So I'm so excited about it. So it combines astrology, the Kabbalah, so the Kabbalah tree of life. It combines the Hindu chakra system. So the centers roughly correlate to the seven chakras, but there's nine in human design. And then it also covers uh, the I Ching, the book of life, and also a little bit of quantum physics, which is interesting. So it's really a combination of all these unique systems. But even if you're not familiar with any of those systems, essentially, it's just your energetic blueprint and the blueprint of who your soul incarnated to be. So your life purpose, how you navigate life, how you communicate, um, how you show up in the world. It's really just a blueprint to connect to those parts of yourself. Amazing. Yeah, I love human design and I've, I'm really into all different types of personality things like the Enneagrams, astrology, anything like that. But I really have never found anything that I felt was more specific or more accurate than human design. Would you agree? Absolutely, because before I even found human design, I was studying astrology and I even did like tarot to like connect to myself, which is a really great tool too. And I had been doing that for like six years. And then when I found human design, I was like, oh, this is the whole package. Yeah, I really look at it as sort of like, like you said, it's a way to get to know yourself more. And it's sort of like you get to learn and give yourself permission to embrace all of the things that you can kind of realize have always been there and are really true to you that you maybe have been prone to like outer conditioning telling you that you shouldn't be that way throughout your life and maybe you've tried to push it away like maybe you're somebody who is always changing what you want to be doing in your life and you've never like quote unquote had a niche and everybody's telling you like you need to pick one thing like stop going back to school for x y and z and then like human de design can help you realize that like no that's actually part of who you are and you're meant to be like that and it's kind of just like this permission to be like oh my gosh it's okay to be who I am so it's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find so fascinating about human design is half of your chart is unconscious. So if you look at your chart, the red and the black squares on the side, the red is actually the unconscious portion. And then the black is your conscious person or your conscious uh, personality. So essentially half of your chart, you may not even really be aware of those potentials within you. And you can look at your chart and I find that even though it's unconscious, it tends to still resonate with people on a certain level and they recognize the potential for that, but it's part of their chart that they tend to grow into over time. That makes total sense. So I guess before we get into kind of all of that, if you guys haven't gotten your human design chart yet, it's totally free. I usually recommend people go to mybodygraph.com. Is there a place that you'd recommend that you think is better? Uh, no, I love my body graph. Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't got your chart handy, you can just pause this episode, go to mybodygraph.com. I will also link to it in the show notes and it's free. You just have to put in your date of birth, the place you were born and the time. Time. Okay, cool. So get that and then come back. <laughs> um, so can you tell us, well, tell me first kind of how you got into human design. Was it like uh, divine intervention or did you just like were you interested in a lot of different things like you said tarot and astrology and you just kind of found it 
Yeah, I had found it that way because I was going down all these rabbit holes with astrology and just wasn't fully satisfied with my chart. I had gotten readings from astrologers before and I love astrology still. I still refer to it to see like what transits are in my birth chart. It's super interesting. I still love it to this day, but just really through like the internet rabbit holes, I just happened upon it and I went to my body graph and at first like I was really confused and intimidated by it. And I bought like the um, definitive guide to human design, that like super thick book. I have it next to me (laughs) and I had to sit with it for a good year before I really even understood it because it was really complex. The language in the book is very, I don't know. It's, it's a bit difficult to digest and understand. So I was really just looking for people who explained it in plain English. And that's what I hope I've been able to do with my work is just to provide free resources and readings for people where I can really explain it in a way that's applicable to real life. But yeah, basically to answer your question, I just internet rabbit holes. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way the best things are found. Um, No, but I really, and you guys, if you aren't following Kaylee on Instagram, go follow her at The Ripened Heart. You have a lot of really good graphics and things about human design. And honestly, because I am in a course right now that basically teaches you how to read human design charts. And I was really, really into it. And then I took like a six month hiatus from learning anything about human design. And I'm just getting back into it because of that exact reason. I feel like it's so dense. It's so hard to understand. And every time I talk to somebody about it, they're like, I have no clue what any of this means. And so I really love the way that you're able to like explain it in a way that is applicable to everyday life and make it a little bit easier to understand. So let's maybe just get into, because there's obviously so many things in human design. If you're looking at your chart and there's like a million colors and lines and numbers, don't worry. It's too complex to explain obviously everything in one podcast, but let's just talk about the five main energy types. Do you want to go through kind of the main things about each one? Absolutely. I'll try to do it in a nutshell. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) There's a lot to each type, but in a nutshell, um, we'll just start with generators. They're the most common type. And so generators, um, what makes somebody a generator is they have defined sacral center. And if you have your body graph pulled up, it's right in the belly. It's like the one up from the root at the very bottom of the chart. If you have that defined or colored in, you're either going to be a generator or a manifesting generator. They're similar, but there is a bit of nuance to it. They uh, act in the world a little bit differently. So a generator, their whole thing is to wait to respond and to not try to push and force things into into being because they're going to be met with a lot of resistance from the world and they tend to get really frustrated. Whereas if they wait for signs from the universe for life to come to them and show up and then they get a gut feeling that it's right for them, then they're going to feel satisfied with their life and they're going to be on the right path. So that's so important. So in human design, we call it strategy. So strategy for a generator would be to wait to respond. What that looks like is say that, you know, through synchronicity, you keep happening upon the same book or subject and you just feel really pulled towards something. Follow that. It's like an expansive, excited energy that you can feel in your belly and really throughout your whole body sometimes. Or if something isn't meant for you, you'll feel like a bit of contraction, like you'll literally feel like pulled away from it, like repelled by it. 
Um, and it's just all about noticing your body language to see what's good for you and what's not and really taking inventory of your life in that way is so powerful. So they're really wanting to follow their gut instincts about things. And same with manifesting generators. So the difference there is that they actually are always going to have their throat defined to what's called a motor center in human design. There's four different ones. But essentially, it just means that they're able to really manifest from their throat because throat is the manifestation center. And they tend to move a lot quicker than generators. They tend to have more of an issue waiting for life to come to them because they want to initiate like a manifester and go out and get it done because they have all this energy and they tend to wear many hats. And they tend to have a lot of interests, kind of like you were alluding to before, where if somebody conditioned you to say, you should stick to one thing, why are you always moving around and trying new things? It's like for a manifesting generator, they thrive when they're multitasking and trying a bunch of things on. So yeah, any questions before I move on to the other types? Uh, no, I was just going <laughs> to say, I think I think that's so interesting about manifesting generators too, is that like, they are the people that are meant to be multitasking and like, they actually thrive when they're doing multiple things at once, which I think is yeah. so cool because a lot of times we've been conditioned to not do that, like focus on one thing. And then just generators in general, I'm a generator and I feel like the more yeah. I've learned about it, I just think it's so awesome because I have always had a very strong like gut feeling about things. And I think that's probably common with a lot of generators, even having like physically stomach issues like growing up like feeling anxiety and feeling that in your stomach and I think it's so interesting learning that and then now being able to really tune into anything that's going on in that area for me is like a big signal that something either is right or is not right so just Absolutely. what are you I'm a generator too oh okay cool yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's pretty accurate yeah definitely um because I I had digestive issues literally like straight out the womb <laughs> like I've always had issues, been so sensitive to things and um, I actually have the gate of sensitivity in my chart, which is an aside, but <laughs> so that kind of amplifies that a bit, but it's so true. Like I'll feel a flip in my stomach when things are off, just a sinking feeling or like an expanded, excited, like literally pulled toward it. And also I notice as a generator, I don't know if you've experienced this, if, the, if something is meant for you, it'll keep coming back like a boomerang. Like a lot of generators are afraid that the, nothing will come to them. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if something is meant for you, oh, it'll knock on your door many, many times. It'll keep coming back over and over again until, until you're like, okay, I hear you. I see you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, this podcast is a perfect example of that because I literally have been, was thinking about doing it for like three years and it just kept coming around like a cycle yeah. every couple months. It was like a knock on my door. Like, Amy, what about the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> so. totally. Okay, cool. So let's get into the other types then now. Sure. So um, projectors. So they're what we call a non-energy type. And people freak out when they hear they're a projector. They're like, I have no energy. I have to lay in bed all day. Like, I'm never going to be a business owner or do anything with my life. Oh, my God. Why am I not a generator? And that's so far from the truth. Because although they don't have that defined sacral, which is that, like, big energy giver, they can have other energy centers defined. So what we call energy projectors. And even if they don't, they, there's a reason reason why they're going to have that set energy bank that they work with every day that may be just slightly lower than a generators because I didn't mention this but generators manifesting generators they can receive energy back from doing what they love or they'll become fatigued if they're doing something that isn't right for them that's really important to know 
but a projector it's neutral you know they're not going to gain energy doing something that they love like a generator would so they really have to be mindful of their energy and just know that they wake up with a certain energy level and they have to use it wisely but the reason for that is because they're here to maximize energy and to teach the rest of us how to maximize our energy too because uh, we call them like the birds of human design because they're like up on the tree branch and they're peering over they have the zoomed out view so they see what we miss they make great guides great administrators great healers they really see into people and situations and see what could be going better how could we use our time more efficiently our money more efficiently our gifts and talents more efficiently so they're really able to call that out the problem is, is that they have to wait for an invitation. And I know like people get confused on, well, let's wait to respond versus waiting for an invitation. They sound similar. All that it means is they're waiting for people to recognize their gifts and to invite them to share their opinions. Because projectors see so much of people and systems and they, they know how to do it better, not everyone's gonna be open to that critique you know, and people could be kind of just put off by it or think they're a know-it-all or whatever. To avoid wasting time and energy and honestly taking a hit to their confidence, they just have to be around the right people and the right places that really support them, that see them, that recognize them for those gifts and talents. And they're, then they're like, hey, I want to book a session with you or can you help me run my business more efficiently or something like that. They're really going to focus on a specific niche more than the other types where they can really balance their time between really narrowing down and really learning something well and because they're able to boil down abstract things into digestible pieces for people so when they're spending time studying and doing what they love and balancing that with actual work they're less prone to burnout if that makes sense totally yeah. i actually find projectors to be probably the most interesting to learn about they're really magnetic yeah. Well, just I love learning about them. It's just so interesting to me. And what I find to be really cool about, well, and interesting to know if you are a projector is just I think of kind of this example of like you have to be careful with how you spend your energy, number one, because you don't create any of your own inherent like life force or workforce energy like the generator does. You can sort of think about like if you're a projector and you are like you said, you see the easiest, most effective way for everybody to do the thing. So you kind of maybe have this tendency to be like a coach and wanting to direct people like, no, do it this way. No, do it that way. I think about that. Like I don't like when I haven't invited or recognized them to like ask them for advice first, then I'm so turned off by it. And it can almost that energy can be really repelling. Whereas if the projector waits for the, I like to say recognition or invitation, because like you said, it's not like always a literal invitation. It can be yeah. just like energetic, like, hey, I'm open to your advice and waiting for that invitation. Then that person's really going to be like, oh my God, you're a genius. Thank you for helping me. That's the perfect way. That's going to make it easier for me. So just kind of knowing that key about being a projector and knowing how to use your energy effectively is like, so so key for business or anything because again too I know a lot of people that are listening to this are in business and you might feel the thing about the projector that I think is really interesting a lot of times if they're not you know quote-unquote living their design which means waiting for the invitation they might feel like they're working really hard and they're trying everything and they're just not getting the recognition that they deserve so that can be a big key 
if you are a projector. Absolutely. And the thing about being a projector too is while you're waiting for that recognition, don't be afraid to put your work out there. Don't be afraid to really show up in a big way to get that recognition because nobody's going to be able to recognize if you're hiding away and not sharing your unique gifts because you have really unique gifts to share and uh, the world needs them. So Mm -hmm. just don't be afraid to get out there and really put your work out there and talk to your community about what you do. You don't have to hide and like pretend like you're not doing it because you haven't been invited. No, it's not like that at all. Totally. And actually, I think um, because I get this question a lot of a lot of people who are projectors, they're like, how am I supposed to have a business when like I need to wait to be invited by my clients or whatever? It's like that doesn't mean that you're like hiding inside all day waiting for somebody to come knock on your door. It means like showing up, being in your niche. These are projectors need to like, they usually have one area of expertise that they know a lot about, like show up, you know, make a blog, make a podcast, show up and share the information. And like some people are not going to like you and they're going to be repelled by your energy maybe, but then the equal or more amount of people are going to be so attracted to you and invite you to be their coach, be their mentor, all of those things. Absolutely. I actually noticed that there's a lot of projectors in podcasting because projectors know how to ask really good questions. That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. I always mention my friend Madeline Moon. Uh, She has a really popular podcast and she is a really good example. If you're a projector and you're like, I need an example of somebody who has a successful business that is not a generator, go check her out because she's a good example of somebody that uh, does that well. Yeah. Okay, the next type manifestors. So um, they also are going to have the motor connected to the throat, but they also don't have the uh, sacral definition, like a manifesting generator. So that's why they don't have the generator part. But manifestors, they're really here to make a big impact. Like in history, manifestors were like the rulers of countries and signed things into law and made huge impacts. And it's not necessarily like that today, but they're the only type that can actually go out there and really initiate without um, their gut being on board. So whereas, the uh, say, like a generator, a manifesting generator, they have to wait for that sacral response. It's safe for manifestors to really just wake up and follow their impulse for the day. And sometimes, you know, they can get conditioning because say like a manifestor kid, they just wander out into the yard without telling their mom, their mom's like, where the heck are you? And they get in trouble for following that impulse. So sometimes that carries into adulthood where they're not really in their power as much as they could be because they've been conditioned to, you know, just not act on those impulses. But The way to avoid it is their strategy would be to inform others. So just tell others what you're doing so they feel like they're in the loop. And so that's really important to um, be able to really just inform others before you're going to do something because they move really quickly like a manifesting generator. And they're actually great, you know, to start a business and to start many businesses and to set up the system of the business. And then oftentimes they'll have people who need to come in and help them who have more of that uh, life force energy, that consistent energy that a generator, a manifesting generator would have. So like the manifestor, they, they're like the domino flicker, but also they need to not be afraid of being polarizing because they do have really strong auras. So it's really important for them to really just show up and be okay with not everybody being on board with their message because they're here to make waves. They're not here to be liked by everybody. So it's so important, like manifestors in their power, it's like, watch out. (laughs) They're so awesome and powerful. I've felt it. I've been around manifestors. It's like they come into a room and everybody notices. 
I think that's so interesting. And actually, after learning all about human design now, I'm I almost like try and guess because you know when somebody yeah. walks into a room and everybody kind of turns their focus to them and it's like they're not even necessarily being loud or like saying anything crazy. It's just literally their energy. I actually know somebody who's like this mm-hmm. and I'm like, you have got to be a manifester because yeah. it's so, so interesting. I find that they're the easiest types to guess for me, but it's only if they're living their design. Cause like I said, manifestors are actually the most prone to conditioning in terms of like not being in their power Mm. because their biggest fear is being controlled by other people. Like they are not meant to be controlled and how they kind of stop from being controlled is just simply informing others because they'll meet a lot less resistance. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Something that I've heard about manifestors is like, you're not informing people to get their permission. You're just simply, you're, you're just simply telling them because actually with such a powerful aura, as a manifester has, when you inform people, most of the time they're likely to like jump on board with you because you are such a leader. So it's actually as a manifester, it's going to help you to get everybody kind of on board with whatever mission you're trying to lead if you just inform them first. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's not about people having to give you permission. It's just that say like you have the inspiration, you're like, you know what, I'm ready to leave this nine to five. I can't stand it anymore. Imagine that you just get up and leave without telling anybody. And everybody is like, where did you go? Like what, what they're all confused and in a fluster and it's chaotic. And whereas if you put in your two week notice, you inform and you're like, Hey, it's time for me to transition into something new. You'll be met with a lot less resistance. People will ask you all less questions. They'll be like, okay, well, this sucks, but you know, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So it's just that subtle difference there. Okay, cool. So now let's get into reflectors, the, what I like to call the rare unicorn of human design. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've actually been um, encountering more reflectors lately. I wonder if they're on the rise or something. They're so, so cool. So a reflector, they have everything open. They may have like gates, which are like the little lines on your chart, like a black or red line. They may have that, but um, they're going to have no centers defined. So I don't know if we went over this, but just to clarify, when you have open centers, it's where you take on energy from the world around you. And it's where you take on energy also just from your environment. So for reflectors, environment and the people around them is so important, more important than any other type. Because what happens is you take on that energy and you actually amplify it or make it bigger, make it stronger. So say a reflector is in like the environment of their dreams is super relaxed, everyone's productive, everyone's on point and loving what they do. They're going to be the best asset to that company. Like it's going to be the best thing the company's ever seen, you know, because they're amplifying all that good energy. But also the opposite is true if it's like unproductive or stagnant or uninspiring then the reflector is going to show that they're like the canary in the coal mine so they're reflecting quite literally they're like a mirror for others to see if a system is working a business is working a relationship is working so they're actually a really good tool to have in your business (laughs) I mean there aren't a ton of reflectors out there but I have a couple of them who've asked me and I always I'm not really sure how to answer this so maybe you'll have a better answer a reflector that wants to start a business do you have any sort of like tips for them oh absolutely it's the same exact thing so they want to make sure that they're in an environment that feels really comfortable even if it's a home office 
So making that home office your own sanctuary, like it's a private space and you feel comfortable with who you're living with and say they want to rent an office, it'd be the same thing. So it's all about doing things that make them feel really comfortable and also being open to, so the thing about reflectors is this is getting into a little bit with astrology, but the moon every 28 days uh, will highlight every single aspect of the chart. So some days they'll feel more like a generator. Some days they'll feel more like a, ref- or a projector. Some days they'll feel like a manifester, depending on what's hitting in their chart. So they just have to be flexible and say, okay, what do I have the energy for today? What do I feel inspired by today? And just they really need to go with the flow of things and feel really supported by their uh, network and feel really comfortable wherever they're conducting business. That is perfect. And then also reflectors, because they have all their open centers, they don't have any of their own like inherent life force energy like like a generator would. So would you say as a reflector, it would be smart to have like a business partner who was maybe a generator, especially, I mean, assuming that you really love being in their presence? Yeah, absolutely. That would definitely be helpful because you can kind of ping off their energy. It would just be really important for a reflector to have that alone time to really empty out, to assess their own energy. Because whenever you have that open sacral, you can feel like you're really energized around people, but then you'll go home or whenever you're out of their energy field, you may feel really burned out and you didn't realize what your limit was. So it's just about taking breaks and checking in with yourself just so you don't overdo it. Awesome. And then can you talk a little bit about, well, I guess you already kind of did. I was just going to say the strategy for the reflector, which is to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting because like I was saying, there's that 28 day lunar cycle. And honestly, I don't say it's like a hard and fast 28 day rule that I'm about to say. You just want to sit with big decisions before committing. Because um, you have so much openness, you're going to feel differently on a day-to-day basis. Uh, You really want to sit with things so you can feel the full, like the highs of something, the lows of something, the pros, the cons. And so if you've sampled all of that energy from the lunar cycle, like lighting up different things in your body graph, then you'll feel more confident and like, you're at more of a neutral point to make that big decision. It doesn't have to be like what you're eating that day. Like <laughs> it's just big life altering decisions. You want to wait about 28 days to kind of really feel the full expression of what that can look like in your life. You visualize it, sit with it, make sure you're in kind of a neutral and you've seen all sides of something. What I wanted to mention while we're talking about, you know, like how the strategy is to wait to respond for generators, I also wanted to say it's kind of alluding to getting into the centers, but if you have um, a defined solar plexus, you could have emotional authority. And so it's so important because actually, um, I think it's 51% of people have emotional authority. So it's really important to ride out what we call the emotional wave before making a big decision, especially like a decision that's really gonna alter your business. It's so important to find that neutral point, which could take 24 hours, could take 48 hours, because say somebody approaches you like, hey, do you wanna be my business partner? And you're having a really good day, you could be like, yeah, let's do it. Oh my gosh, let's start tomorrow. 
Or if you're having a really bad day or you didn't get a good night's sleep, you're going to be like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> and then you'll sleep on it and the next morning you'll feel differently and you're like, shoot, I should have waited. Why did I say yes or why did I say no? And you'll have some regret. You know, I've been through that like my whole life. I have emotional authority and how this shows up like in an everyday situation. Um, I would commit to like social things. And then the night before I'm like, oh my God, I just want to stay home and watch Netflix. Like, why did I commit to that? You know? Oh my God, that's literally me too. And I'm pretty sure I need to look at my chart, but I'm pretty sure I have emotional authority too. That's so (laughs) funny. Yeah. And I'll be like, gosh, I should have like just slept on it. Like the way that you get around that is you just say, oh, let me sleep on it or let me get back to you. There's no shame in doing that. You don't need to feel obligated to give somebody a yes or no in anything right away. And if anything, making them wait for it makes you just more magnetic because they're like, oh, shoot, like, (laughs) you know, it takes them aback and they're like, but I really want to work with her. (laughs) For sure. So emotional, because there are how many different types of authorities? We probably won't get super into that, but just anybody who's wondering, actually on your My Body Graph, it should say what type of authority you have. Yeah, it will. There's seven, I believe. Okay. And then, so can you be a different type and have emotional authority or is emotional authority only for, okay. Yeah. Um, any type can have emotional authority. Okay. So, um, when the solar plexus is defined, it kind of takes like priority over other centers. So that's why it's likely, that's why it's such a likely occurrence to have emotional authority Mm -hmm. because there's kind of like a hierarchy of centers because some speak louder in the body than others and emotions. I mean, when you're emotional, it, it overrides everything, right? For sure. <laughs> and I want to say, though, about emotional authority is that it's so important that when you're in that emotional wave that you really have practices to ground back into your center. Don't feel like you have to be like an emotional wreck all the time whenever you're in your wave, because it can actually I've seen it a lot with generators lately and manifesting generators they will feel burnt out, not even just because they're not doing what they love or what lights them up, but because they're always in their emotions and they're letting their emotions burn them out. So I wanted to mention that it's so important to have like a meditation or even just go out for a walk outside or exercise, anything that clears out your emotions and gives you a better perspective. Authority is really interesting because it also, I mean, aside from the strategy, it also is kind of helpful in making decisions, right? Exactly. Because right. life, if you think about it, is really just a series of decisions. So it's either going to lead you to the right path or kind of let you veer off path a little bit. And it can be like really time consuming and frustrating, right? Yeah. So emotional authority is the most common. And then sacral authority um, is if you don't have that solar plexus defined, because solar plexus, just think of it as your emotion center. So say you're a manifesting generator or generator, uh, and you don't have that defined, you're going to have sacral authority. And that just means that you can listen to your gut response in the moment. You don't have to wait. Oh, okay. So sacral response, you can listen to your gut and respond right away. Whereas emotional response, you can still listen to your gut, but you want to give it like a little bit more time to make sure you're not like on some sort of emotional wave or like just making a decision because you had a bad day or something. Totally. Yeah. Some people, they're not super emotional on their own. They can pick up on other people's emotions because they have the center open, but when they're by themselves and they recognize that they're not picking up somebody else's stuff, they could just make decisions in the moment just based on their gut. You know, they may want to pause, you know, and you know, for manifesting generators, especially because they move so fast you're going to want to pause 
visualize and like really visualize the outcome and visualize yourself in that partnership or in that house or whatever. So it's important still to like take just a breath, you know, <laughs> where you're like, yes. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you don't have to sleep on it or like wait to be neutral emotionally. And then splenic authority, which I find so interesting. It's really common in projectors. Spleen is the seat of intuition, but it's also the center of fear because it communicates through the language of fear because it's like the first center their ancestors developed because it's literally how we survive. It's like our survival mechanism. So we carry a lot of fear in that center and like people who have a lot of splenic themes in their chart, a lot of activation there, they're going to really need to work through fears more than other people, but they're just here to propel you on your path. They're meant to be worked through. They're not going to be barriers to anything for you. So spleen, it's quieter than the gut response. And that's why um, sacral authority will be like over the spleen because spleen is quieter. So um, if somebody doesn't have that sacral, they're going to need to rely on the spleen. And it's just a quick hit of intuition in the moment. And so it speaks once and then it doesn't speak again. So it's so important to learn how to tune into what that feels like. It can feel a little bit different for everybody, but it's just that feeling like when you walk into a room, you either feel like there's flow, you feel calmer, you feel like you're welcomed into the space, or you feel uneasy and you don't know why, but you just do and it just doesn't resonate, it doesn't feel right. And it'll just speak for a second. So you have to just really tune in. And the thing with all authority, the mind is always going to try to rationalize and say, well, you don't even know these people or well, you should give them a chance or, you know, there's going to be a million reasons to rationalize yourself out of that initial response from your body. It's so important to just be like, okay, I hear you, mind, it's cool, but like, I know that my body is always right because hindsight is always twenty twenty. So while you're developing how to listen to the intuition of the body, make mistakes, make the wrong decision and see if your body was right. Put it to the test. <laughs> I love that. I I totally feel like anybody's ability to be okay with making the wrong decision is like such a key for so many things in life. Like yeah. just knowing that it's okay. Like if you make the wrong decision, then you can always make a new decision moving forward. And something actually my mentor, Karen Curry, who is like a big human design, she's actually the the woman whose course I'm in. She always says that like the, the mind is not where you should be making your decisions. <laughs> like exactly what you said, like your body knows. And so I think it's a lot of outside conditioning that we've been exposed to over the course of our life that teaches us like like you said like no like give those people a chance when your body's like contracting like no like I don't want to you know so it's just kind of deconditioning all of that messaging and getting back into um, your intuition or your gut response and really knowing who you really are. Absolutely. And I just want to give like a personal example, just because I think it'll really bring it to life, especially in business, like we've been talking about. So I really believe that there's like a really an element of grace to all of this. And there's so much room to make mistakes and to make the wrong decision to trust that what's meant for you, like I was saying earlier, will show up and will keep showing up even if you don't see it right away. We have this in common, Amy. We both, you know, did the NTP program. And there was something that always felt a little bit off about it to me. And it was a great program. I loved it. And it gave me so much confidence to start a business. So I'm eternally grateful. But I always knew inside it wasn't what I was actually going to do. So I tried, after I graduated, I was working with a chiropractor and I wanted to rent office space in his, you know, office. He had an open room and I was like, I'll rent this and I'm going to really just dive into this NTP thing. 
And it's like, this actually happened during Mercury retrograde, funny enough. And it's like Mercury retrograde is a time where it just like shuts all the doors that are meant to be shut. And so it was really a reset for me because he's like, uh, he was all ready to rent me this space. And then this acupuncturist came in and she's like, actually, I'm going to rent it full time and I can pay this amount of money. And the door was totally closed. And I was so upset by it. I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, so I need to do this differently. And then all of a sudden things started flowing with human design. Like it never had before. People kept asking me about human design. People kept like, were actually booking readings and responding to my stuff. And I was like, okay, like clearly there's flow for this. And even though I tried not to do it, it still happened anyway. <laughs> totally. Oh, well, I just, I love that too. Cause I don't know if we mentioned that so much before about generators. I mean, I think this is true for like everybody following the things that not only like light you the fuck up and give you more energy, especially when you're a generator, this is something really, really cool and really interesting that I noticed in my life is that like, when you are following the right things, not only do you get more energy like you have I don't know if this is true for you but it totally was for me I always thought that like I had adrenal fatigue or something and then when I finally found the thing that I was meant to be doing which is my business and like making courses I had like endless amount of energy like I don't want to go to sleep I don't want to stop working I don't even want to like go on vacation because I love it so much and I have so much energy so not only that but then also things just feel easier too like there's a sense it's not saying that you know it was easy to get to where either of us are in our businesses but there is a sense of ease versus like same way with you I love the NTA program don't get me wrong it got me here but there was always a feeling a little bit of like it being like a struggle, like an uphill yeah. battle, like nothing quite felt right. I was like, I'm not a recipe creator. I don't want to rent office space. Like nothing really flowed. And yeah. so I it totally just reflect back like what you said. So, so, so true. Absolutely. And it, it's just so interesting because like I did end up meeting certain people through the program that really like were that community that I needed to like push me to do human design and like were the ones asking me for readings at first. So it was all meant to be in the end, but it's just so interesting. Like once you fully show up for what you're meant to do, like I never thought I'd be like on a podcast or doing any of this. I was never consistent with content on Instagram until I did human design. I just didn't have like the inspiration. I thought I was just lazy or like you said, adrenal fatigue and it had nothing to do with that at all. I was just in the wrong field. <laughs> totally. Well, and that's too why it's so important to just like, if you feel like that, if you feel uninspired in your life, if you feel like nothing's really flowing, it's really hard for you to create content. I think that's huge for anybody who wants to have an online business. If you, I mean, and I'm not saying that like every single day I'm feeling super motivated, but like for the most part, there's like, you feel inspired because you're excited to share this. And if you haven't found that thing yet, keep experimenting, keep following the, I mean, use your authority, keep following the things that feel like, uh, like fuck yeah to you. And it will eventually lead you to the right place. It might, you know, take a while, you never know, but it definitely eventually will lead you there. So that's why I ended up working with flower essences in my practice, just because a lot of people, it's just a self-confidence thing. You know, they never had anybody in their life who really just inspired them and told them you can do whatever you want. And, you know, there's just so much conditioning around, well, I have to do this. I've always done this. I've always been this. And so I found it to be, I know it's not Flower Essences podcast, but <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I've, I've just found it to be so helpful in like lifting spirits 
and just increasing people's confidence when they need that extra help, that extra oomph to really get them started and motivated. And when people look at their chart and they see all this potential in them reflected back to them, it's like, it's life changing. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I did have that talent as a kid, but I kind of lost that. I should pick that up again. Or wow, I, I would be really good at this. Like we can't probably go into incarnation cross, but that's like your life purpose and your profile expands on that. And it just gives you such a good framework to work off of if you feel lost. Probably, unfortunately, don't have time to go into all that, but that's how in-depth the human design chart really is. So if you guys want to get your chart read, Kaylee does, you do chart reading. So that's really cool. Um, So I will definitely link to her info in the show notes. And also I have not only a free mini course, which is like the basics of human design, but I also have a course coming out that's going to teach you how to read your own chart and use it as a manifestation tool. So I will link both of those in the show notes if you guys want more help um, understanding your chart. But before we wrap up, can we just talk a little bit more maybe about any of the centers? We probably don't have time to go through all of them, but do you feel like there's one or two that's um, that people can look at their own chart, whether it's defined or open and like how to use that energy to either be more successful in business, reach more people or like make more money. (laughs) Yeah. So it is, has to do with the centers, but also to get into your gates, like gates are what you have activated in that center. So for example, um, I've read a lot of charts recently that have a defined throat and then it'll have a gate that tells them what they're good at speaking about. Like somebody can have the design of a storyteller where they're really, really good at using their own unique voice in blog posts and to illustrate concepts by using their personal experience. Or, you know, you can have a defined emotional center and you'll have a gate defined that people are really drawn to you, feel comfortable with you. So that would be somebody who would be really good working one-on-one. Same with a open G center, which is the identity center. Um, If you have that open, you're really able to step into somebody else's shoes and to really feel what they're feeling and to see and empathize with them so they feel like really seen and heard. So that can be a really good center to look at. And people with defined root centers, for example, they're going to be the ones who are like really good at getting shit done because that's like the adrenaline center, that that center that drives us to evolve and to up our game. They're like, they're really good at getting a bunch of tasks done and they work really fast. So that's somebody really good to have as part of your team or if you have that defined, like they're going to get things done in half the time as somebody who has an undefined, just things that I can think of off the top of my head. There's so much, but (laughs) it's so interesting too, once you get into all of like the gates, because this is how specific human design is. Isn't there, I'm trying to remember, is it like gate 14 that says it's about money or something? Yeah. There's the channel of money. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that is just so cool. And so obviously I want to just remind you too, like just because you have something defined or you don't have it defined, it doesn't mean that like you're destined to like not ever make money. That's not what it means. It just mean that like, or I guess, can you talk about that? Like a little bit more about having, I think specifically in the channels and like the gates. And so if you look at your chart between the centers, there's like lines, some of them, like you said, the red and black, some of them are go like halfway and some of them connect. Yeah. So what I want to really uh, say is that we have all of the energies available to us in our charts. Like we have all the potential in the world. It's just that the things that are colored in are more consistent within us than the things that aren't colored in. So say somebody has the 
gate of, you know, money or like they have clearly that they're not going to have a problem with abundance. Although I've kind of debunked that. I've read for a lot of people with that and it does not necessarily mean they're rich because <laughs> they're not like in their power and in their design, but it's really just about having consistent access to that resource and to that talent and to whatever. Um, but say again, like a lot of times we are attracted towards people who will fill in parts of our chart that are undefined. So that's where partnerships really come in, either like a romantic relationship or a business partner. They're most likely just unconsciously, you'll be attracted to somebody who has defined centers that you have open or defined gates or something that connects your gate or to make a channel. It's really interesting. And I've found that to be true so, so often. Yes, it, that is so funny that you say that actually, because just my husband's chart, I've looked at both of ours like a lot and just how they like kind of go together. And a lot of our like a lot of the times I'll have like half of a gate and then he'll have the other one. Yeah. So I think it's like really kind of interesting how you can be attracted. I mean, whether it's like a uh, marriage or just a friendship. Yeah. So like the other person kind of completes you. It's just so fascinating. I feel like I could talk to you about this for like three hours. I know. <laughs> I know. That's the beauty of human design. Well, plus we're both generators. So it's just the energy is like. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's very easy. So much flow here. I love it. Um, okay, cool. Well, one more question I was just going to ask. And before I have you just like pimp out all of your resources to people, do you still do anything related to nutritional therapy or is it just all human design at this point and flower essences? Oh, yeah. So um, I do still offer it on my website because for me, like I really had to get my diet in order to like feel good enough to even like pursue my life purpose. So I do still feel passionate about offering that just as like a basic tool to really like pinpoint areas that people may be missing or like just teaching people about real food. Like I still offer that. And I actually do uh, often do that in sessions with people, like say people book a one-on-one -on -one reading with me. A lot of times I will give lifestyle recommendations for them. So I incorporate nutrition and natural health in that realm. And then, yeah, I offer a number of different readings too in the realm of human design. So more related to this podcast, I offer like a life purpose reading that goes into incarnation cross, all the gates and channels and everything related to your gifts and talents and what you came to be. And so I offer foundation readings for those just new to human design who just want the basics and be able to apply it super quick to their life and experiment, see if it even works. <laughs> and then I have like the long form one-on-ones as well, but yeah. Amazing. Cool. I just always like to get insight into like what different types of online businesses look like to just okay. give people ideas. So I think that is so cool. So yeah, I'm also going to link to Kaylee made a coupon code. It's going to be worthy. So for anybody who's listening to this who wants to get a 15% off um, on having their chart read, just go head over to her website and use code worthy. And then where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I'm the ripened heart on everything, like R-I-P-E-N-E-D heart. Um, that's my website. That's what I am on Instagram. That's my Facebook page. And then you can also just search my name, Kaylee Anello, uh, C-A-I-L-E-E-A-N-E-L-L-O. 
Yes, and I will link to all of those too in the show notes. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to screenshot it and share it on Instagram. Tag me and Kaylee. Let's spread human design to the masses. It's such an important and cool and interesting tool to help people kind of understand their energy and how it affects everything in your life. Also, don't forget that I am linking to my free human design mini course. And then I'm going to also link to the wait list for my upcoming course, which is called Manifestation by design so you can learn how to read your own chart and use it as a manifestation tool all right thanks again kaylee and i'll be back next week bye